And I believe we are live on Rockfin right now. I have not seen the red go live button yet. I'm waiting for that. I have to have to buy time, TJ, when we do the Rockfin oh, yeah. lives because there's a little bit of a delay in the thing, but it always retroactively, it picks up all of it. So there's the red button right there. I'm going to go. Yeah, I see. Go are you speaking of the live red yeah, it, thing? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So you got that up on screen there. You can I see do that. Have it. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we just had our other friend here. And let's go ahead and start this thing off. You're listening to the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley, and we have a special show for y'all today. I'm excited about it. I have a couple of guests here, special guests that we're going to be talking to. Actor and comedian and distiller who just popped into the the feed down there. Distiller is the new tag that I added to that. (laughs) Justin Ridgeway, he's joining us tonight. Welcome, Justin. And also hanging out with us is an actor who really you can see all over film and TV. He's he's been on. I was watching Netflix, a show called Pieces of Me, and I was like, there's there's there he is. There's TJ's He's a cop. He, he pops up on show pieces of her. That's right. Pieces of her. Yeah, pops up yeah. of show on shows all of the time. He he was in uh, Quantico, Necessary Roughness. He was in this click sport tournament uh, of grand grandiosity, which actually got banned uh, permanently from the chats of, which uh, w- was fun, I-, I guess. But he was also in a show which I really love called Malarkey years ago with Dan oh, yeah. Fogler. And Josh Warren, who both have been on the show before. Yeah. And I want you guys to, uh, if this were a live audience, give a warm welcome to uh, TJ Hassan. Thank you for being here, TJ oh, and thank Justin. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Known these guys a long time. Love both you guys. This is like, this is fun. I like doing this. Like, we're hanging yeah. out. Yeah. But this we're is hanging exactly out. What it's like, we're just, <laughs> it's like the, our, the past 10 years of our lives, right? Totally. So l- let's dive in. And l- let me tell you a quick story about TJ. I- I- the other day, I told him this sketch idea that I've said on the show a number of times before about the Punisher that oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually tell people that idea unless I absolutely know that they're not going to start yelling at me and get mad at me. About it. <laughs> and so I told TJ my idea about the Punisher if he were trans and TJ didn't get mad at me. He didn't no, judge right. me. He listened. He's a creative guy. He's open-minded. And that made me feel like it's so refreshing. We need more of that in the world. And honestly, TJ, I have no idea what, what your politics are because you don't shove them down people's throats like so many no, people yeah. do these days. Right, you know? right. Yeah. No, and uh, right. yeah, go ahead. No, dude, like when you told me that idea, I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I thought there was like there's a meaning behind it, right? There's a punch right. behind it of some sort, like, but it wasn't right. offensive to me. And look, I, I feel like all we do now is people just fight, fight. fight <laughs> That's fight, all fight. they want people to do, man. We argue, we fight. Like there's no, there's the extreme of both sides. Always. There's no, there's no reasonable conversation anymore. I feel like, right. So they want to snuff out reasonable conversation because reasonable conversation brings people who disagree together because they can disagree, but they can actually find things they agree on and they can better understand people's perspective. And they, they don't, they want to abolish the understanding of the yeah. other side. Like we, we, so basically like if I had to like sum up this show briefly, it'd be like, we're subjected to like a, a psychological divide and rule psychological warfare campaign of, of epic proportions that is made 
broader, more expansive, and more effective through the connectedness of social media. And they keep us fighting with each other so that we do not together look forward and realize it is those who seek to divide us that are the problem. And I just try to call out the bullshit, really. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's kind of like where the show's coming from. And like you're, you're a reasonable dude. You too, Ridgeway. Both of you guys are willing to have open-minded conversations, even if we disagree about shit. So I would love to just hear what your perspective is on this, just the political landscape of society right now. First of all, I, I did not prep them about, I didn't tell them this yesterday about, you know, prepare this answer. I told them right before the show, I'm going to ask you about this. And so I'm springing this on them and just off the top of your head, no judgment. What do you think about like just the craziness of politics in society right now? You already touched on it a bit there. Yeah. Look, I, I think people always had opinions, right? Like that's nothing new. Everybody had an opinion of some sort. You you believed in whatever you believed in. You had whatever, whether if you're it's your upbringing or you know whatever for whatever reason, personal reasons. Everybody had their own sort of views. That's nothing new. I think what's new is, and you touched on it a little bit. It's like, um, and you said I think you I don't want to put your words in your mouth, but you said like they want to divide us, like social media through social media yeah. things of that mm-hmm. nature. Because there's money in that, right? If you think totally. about it, like the more people argue with each other, the more, you know, Facebook is making money off ads or, yeah. uh, you know, the news channels get their ratings. Like, I, I think Justin, I was just talking to Justin like earlier today. I was like, man, I used to watch the news all the time, right? I used to really watch, the, like, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day when you- You were always watching it when I woke up the at the apartment. Yeah. yeah. And now I don't watch the news anymore. I feel it's like all news entertainment. There's no- there's no true news. It's all news entertainment. It's like wrestling, but it's WWE, news. but news. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it incentivizes people being more and more extreme because we give attention to people who represent the, the extreme positions. Nobody, the, the most reasonable people, which is the majority of the population get the least amount of attention. Mm. That's very true. Ridgeway, what are your, your thoughts? I know you got thoughts on the, uh, I know you think a lot of things are, are frustrating and, kind of bullshit like what do you think about what's going on right now yeah i think a lot of it um the i mean this is kind of a non sequitur but this popped into my head that um i think i I don't remember what i was watching i think i was watching maybe the bill Barr podcast but he talked about how and i don't remember who he was talking to but he was saying that used to when kids would graduate from college you knew that they would be good employees because they were able to like deal with lots of different people in the world. You know, they knew like you knew how to deal with assholes, you know, it, it wasn't always like sunshine and rainbows, but you got together and you know, you, uh, you had to do the work and now it's like, you can't even talk to somebody who doesn't, <laughs> Like have the same exact thoughts right. that you, and if they even think like a little bit differently than you, and fuck them, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's like it's know. so over, and right. I think this goes uh, a lot with the Gen Z generation. Uh, yeah, dude. Like they don't even know how to have like a a normal disagreement. It's like. They get so frustrated immediately. They're taught that they're going to get what they want by getting the most outraged 
about the most things the most often. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, the yeah. thing is like nobody will get their way, right? Like nobody, there's no way that everybody gets their way, but you, you might get like a little bit of what you believe in or whatever. Right. But people are still going to argue. I, I feel like nowadays you, you really just, you, you can't talk to anybody anymore. And, and it sucks. Cause I like talking to people, <clears throat> but don't you feel like, it's like, no, like the nuts and bolts of just like the, the practical things of society. Like we don't even talk about that anymore in politics. You know, no, that, you know, no, you, you just talk fighting. about how so and so is a Nazi and so and so is whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. We don't talk like, about policy talk about or economy. mechanics. Let's talk about, you know, infrastructure. Let's talk about like the things that are really going to affect. So I was thinking about that earlier today. Uh, you guys know who Tim Scott is, the guy who announced mm-hmm. that he's running for. It's uh, he's, he's a black Republican who oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. announced he's running for president. I don't know much about him, but from what I gathered from the reporting on the, uh, the, the more Democrat networks, yeah. they had really, they basically said he's a great guy. He has integrity. They, they had a hard time finding bad things to say about him. He's a very optimistic person who is, is religious and apparently has a pretty squeaky clean background. Although I don't know if any of them have a squeaky clean background, but I thought it was interesting the way they talked about him and, and Trump, you know, Trump bashes DeSantis, DeSantimonious. But when Scott entered, he welcomed Scott and wished him luck, which made a lot of people say that, well, he must be on the short list of Trump VP candidates, which I think that that would be, be really smart. And it also would be hilarious because it would put a lot of these networks and, and I, and, TJ, for background, I didn't vote for any of them last time. I'm not going to vote for any of them this time. I'm not choosing between a punch in the face and the kick in the balls. I, I'm just not being forced into that. I, like People do the get-out-the-vote campaigns. I do the get-out-the-don't-vote campaigns. That's what I do. And then they call me a Russian propagandist, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, uh, so <laughs> like, so, right. so if, if, imagine if Trump, if, if Tim Scott, who is like this squeaky queen, clean, not squeaky queen, clean uh-huh. Republican, a black guy, who even CNN and MSNBC have a hard time finding negative things to say about, were Trump's running mate. They, all of a sudden, the media that has kind of attacked Trump for all these years is in this position, because that, that would make him a, a, quote, MAGA Republican, right? So the media is in this position of, do we just start calling this guy that we said was a great guy? I even saw one CNN commentator say, I'd yeah. give him a kidney but not vote for him. Do we? Are, they're now in a position of... <laughs> Dude, somebody, somebody said that? Yeah, somebody said that. Well, a guy on CNN said that. Weird and, thing. He, and he's now in a position of, do I call this guy I just said I'd give a kidney to a, a domestic terror threat who's trying to destroy the country and a white nationalist, a black guy? So wow. they have to choose to do that or just drop their whole demonization of this, this stereotype of what MAGA is that they've been kind of putting out there for the past few years. And I think that is hilarious personally, because if they don't, so if they do start doing that, you know, what's going to happen. The same thing's going to happen to them that they've been doing to everybody else for a while. And they're just going to get called racist by everybody. So it's like a, it's comic, it's comic gold that's coming, I think for 2024, maybe disaster I also. <laughs> I actually kind of wait to see what happens. It, it, it makes for good energy, you know. <laughs> right? Man, it's uh, it's funny. Like the whole time you were talking about this, like remember Becca, and it's going to show how old I am. But like the the it, the, the the East Coast rap versus West Coast rap. Yeah, the, yeah. The Crips versus Crips the Bloods. Blood, that's yeah. exactly what it's like, right? <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. It's Crips and Bloods. Like it's uh, gang wars. That would be funny. That'd be a funny parody to have. 
Actually, that you would know, be Republicans, you know, Pelosi is a crypt and Trump is a blood or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fetter, you you know, Fetterman would be a leader of the crypts right, right there. You got to get jumped in by Pelosi or whoever, you know. <laughs> right. So like Fetterman, I, which I actually think it's it's abuse. The fact that, that he I mean, he had a stroke and they were putting him out there that like we know people who've had strokes and they, they need to be especially ones as severe as him. And they're just putting him back out on the campaign because he represents a seat that they have. So I, I kind of feel bad for him. But, man, he's a big guy. looks like he could kick some ass, though. And so, like, I, I kind of want Mike Tyson to run for the Senate. Because they, they taught Mike, look, you got Fetterman and Mike Tyson in there, then you guys don't have to worry about any insurrection shit you talk about anymore because you got Fetterman and Mike Tyson whipping people's ass. In Congress, nobody's going to mess with them. That, I think we might as well go to that level of shit with, with how, how ridiculous that has become. H- have yeah. you guys seen in, uh, in your experiences, and uh, you guys are mu- musicians also in music or entertainment uh, over the past couple of years, have you seen the politics, the political agendas bleed in to anything that you guys have been working on? You know, interesting. Not really. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it made... I don't know. Maybe it's my personal experience, but I've never really seen it make make it way into the the arts world, like music or theater. Yeah. Or, um, um, I, I would say maybe like more film and TV more so than music. I feel like music is sort of like a fragmented thing now, where it's like you know, right. yeah, um, never really made its way into music. Yeah, music is almost like. Um, a lot of musicians get uh, quote in trouble because they, you know, they don't write just uh, establishment acceptable songs, or maybe they question whether uh, the vaccine is the most perfect thing in the world, which is crazy. Like, like you, you can't even oh, be yeah, like ask a question about it. Okay, yeah. you know, and Clapton, who is not yeah. Clapton, is not like a right wing Republican, but he is now because he asked a couple of questions. Just like Russell Brand is not a right wing Republican white nationalist, but that's what they brand him as now. If you just disagree with this narrative, it's crazy. Yeah, they call Russell Brand a, a right winger now. Same thing with Jimmy Dore, and neither one. Jimmy Dore's a socialist. Yeah, it's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, and they have these so these activist trainings, man. I, I they have all these virtual trainings online, and one of them, the groups is called Indivisible. But there's mm-hmm. there's multiple of them. That one is just one that they they brag about having people in every single sector of the country or every single. Uh, precinct voting precinct and they are always on msnbc and, and some of the other networks but the stuff that they train these people who come in to their training sessions with it's 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 like wild man it's like if anybody comes up to you and says blank says that uh this is a, this is not true or they question this that is a white nationalist racist or a nazi who is trying to gaslight you Which I think one of the lines was, if anybody says to you that talks about Martin Luther King in in the sense of some of his speeches, Uh and literally they put a quote that Martin Luther King said, if they repeat this quote, they're gaslighting you and and they're racist. And and this was white women telling us. This is where now? Sorry, I, this I is, it, it's an indivisible training. They, they said that if somebody tells you that Martin Luther King talked about people should be judged not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Right. That is a racist white nationalist trying to gaslight you. That is what they said in this training session. What, these 40 and 50 year old white women told these other 40 and wow, 50 year old white women. It's crazy, man. That is scary, bro. That is scary that that's, that's even out there. That's like, 
Just, Holy crap. Yeah, let's we'll just change the meaning of all of it. Like I get there's fucking problems and stuff, but all these people who claim to, to be trying to solve the problems, they are profiting, profiting off of making sure the problems remain. And you know. right, right. Like I said, I mean, there's money in that, right? It's good old capitalism. That's really absolutely, it is, right? dude. It's uh, absolutely um, more clicks, more views, more whatever, right? Yeah, um, dude. TikTok. Yeah. I don't even understand TikTok, man. You guys got a TikTok? I've never had a TikTok. Ever. That's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. TikTok. I, right? TikTok, TikTok, but I, I don't post anything. I just watch everybody else's stuff. It's there's so many like wild things. They have all these challenges now, which is like uh, go 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 lay down in the middle of traffic challenge. It's like no, don't go lay down in traffic. <laughs> right. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, that's some that's some crazy stuff there. That yeah, can you believe it? Like how easy it is to get like just a million views yeah, on dude. doing yeah. something so stupid dude, or inane, right. and then you can like somehow profit off of that. Like that yeah, no sense to me. Check this out. Uh, this guy that used to work at a coffee shop nearby, and like right as the pandemic started, he started like. You know, he he made this character. He dresses like is it that gay guy that we know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. So he dresses as like a lady, and he like watches other people's videos and like comments on them. Really? And he just took off. He, he like did he really? Yeah, he had like three million followers. What? He's in New York Damn, City now. I didn't know that. Life. Yeah, he's on that's right. crazy, man. The guy who owned that coffee shop in Enzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Wait right. a minute. No, yeah, that plate. Wait, you're thinking of you're thinking of drip. This is a different or drip. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, the guy at drip is still a drip. Still That's a funny drip. that both of the coffee shop owners are gay. That we're talking. I about. just yeah. had a thought <laughs> of like somebody watching a screen with like another screen and then like another screen, but it's just like an infinite oh, like number of Josh will send me the, these videos of, of uh, we, I think we were talking about this the other day of somebody that has their face like in the bottom corner and they're just playing a video and all they are doing is just going yeah. <laughs> not, not one word and they have like 200,000 views I'm like what the fuck is going yeah. on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one that annoys me the most is oh my god I hate this was, it's like it's when they they'll have like text above their head, and they're just going, "Oh, <laughs> and they're just pointing." <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they might have no idea what they're pointing at if they didn't edit. They have that. No, <laughs> no clue. Yeah, it could be I feel like there's like a stupid. you know how like back in the day, back in the sixties, like uh, like voice announcers would talk a certain way, like "Hello, this Friday." Da, 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 da. Like yeah. I feel like there's a cadence now in the uh, in the TikTok. Instagram world. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Today yeah, yeah, I joined yeah. this new club and I tried this and I tried that. And I, it's like, it's like a, a certain, like an upspeak thing. kind of almost. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, not, fucker to like do that voice, you know, could so There's a guy who, not a guy, um, my brother, his stepdaughter, somebody that she went to college with, I think at UGA, she made, a, I think it was a snap. It was like a TikTok like video. It, it was a, I don't know if they're still doing it, but it was a feature on either Snap or Instagram. That they were trying to mimic TikTok, could, you know, to get all those benefit from that. And the video she made was she walked into a college party 
walked into a kitchen with her friend at this party, looked at the, the film and the whole thing, looks at the kitchen, kitchen's dirty, and, and turns the camera on herself and, and says something like, this kitchen's so fucking dirty. Like, just says that. And then they put, like, <laughs> rap music underneath it, right? Yeah. Millions of millions of views, and then gets con- this, this girl got contacted by Snap and... Offered ninety thousand dollars to allow them to use her video as like the main video to promote this new cert, this new TikTok like service because wow. they want more people to ninety thousand dollars for walking into a kitchen and saying it's so fucking dirty. Wow. I mean, wow. I, you're doing the wrong thing. I know. And you I've made so many money. videos, dude, of doing that exact same thing, and none of them have taken off yet. They're just. I just, every time I turn that camera around on my phone and see my dumb, stupid face, I'm just like, <laughs> no, I can't even talk into it. Maybe that's a part of it, dude. There's a lack of uh, a lack of um, maybe just complete nar- narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> those... Nothing's wrong some... with your face, Ridgeway. Nothing's wrong yeah, with you're, your face. You're, you're good looking, Ridgeway. You're a good looking guy, man. Sometimes people think we're brothers. Yeah, that's right. I can see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, TJ, let's let's talk. Like, what are you working on, man? Like, anything you can talk about? To, or actually, how about this? Yeah. You, you don't have to. If you need a minute, to think about it. I, I can I can go with one of Ridgeway if you got one. What is one of your favorite stories or or you know just moments that you can remember from working in the entertainment industry? You've been doing it a long time. You've been in a lot of yeah. productions, and I've heard some of your stories. But do you have any favorites that come to mind? Oh man, there's uh, there's a few actually. Like, so uh, when I met Paul Walker, so I worked on, with Paul Walker in his last movie right before he passed away. Um, number one, greatest guy in the world, just the greatest yeah. guy in the world. So he he was like he was asking me. So we shot this movie in New Orleans, um, and he was asking me like, "Hey, where can I grab some good barbecue?" Or you know, around Atlanta because I'm going to be in Atlanta next week to shoot. What I think it was Fast Five at the time. Uh, Told him about Fox Brothers. Yeah. So he actually went to Fox Brothers, somehow tracked down like my email address to like the production house or whatever. I don't know. And sent me a note like, hey, I tried Fox Brothers. Thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? That's all. Awesome. fact that he went through that, which I yeah. thought was, you know, pretty. It's not like I gave him my email address or anything. Uh, but that was that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, there's others like. So worked with Mandy, Mandy Patinkin on Homeland. Uh, Justin, you came along for that trip. That was if you're. Oh, that's right. You were in yeah, Homeland. He, he, yeah. He, he drove, we drove down to Charleston together. What season oh, yes. was it? Yes. It was season two uh, finale. The season, season yeah. two. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the story so, about Homeland and the CIA? Uh-uh. I think it's beginning in season three, so it would be after you were there. But yeah. there was there's an article uh, about it. I can't. It might have been in the Atlantic or something. And is it Claire Danes who was the lead? Yeah, yeah. Claire Danes. She's she, the lead. Right. The reason I looked it up is because I saw her doing an interview with Colbert or something, and, and she referenced it. But it turns out that starting in like season three, that the writers for Homeland would wow. all go to uh, the CIA headquarters in Virginia, in Virginia, and, and the CIA would basically just write the storyline really yeah so they'll go into the archives and like you know give them they would give them so it it, because it it became kind of uh well known for uh being prescient and predicting future events 
It's like, well, oh, yeah, the CIA is writing it. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, historically, there was a lot of that that went on. There's a guy named Edward Bernays, uh, who was this prolific propagandist. He lived to be like 106 years old. He was Sigmund Freud's nephew. Yeah. And he was a propagandist for the government and for corporations for decades and decades. And, and he writes all these books, which they, they used to write these books back then. They would kind of write them to each other. These these elitists would. Yeah, yeah. And if you read them, they're just very, very arrogant. And they're they're very gleeful in the way they talk about how they deceived so many people. And, mm-hmm. and, and Bernays talked about stuff like that, about how about how you whisper in the ear uh, of a film producer or or whatever else. Or you, you get control I, I, I of somebody it. in the writing room. It. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Who are they? Who are these people? Yeah. Like, That's do you a think question. there's like, is there a conference room somewhere where these people sit down and like make these? It says, all right, it says these people right on the top. <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah, uh, I, I think it's like, you know, that, the way that I think about they is. People like Klaus Schwab, the World Economic uh, World Economic Forum. These people who attend a lot of these. Mm-hmm think tanks and have all this influence and power but are unelected and for some reason always seem to be whispering in the ear of political leaders like i've played a number of clips on this show of things that were said at the world economic forum or the council on foreign relations and then three weeks later verbatim joe biden is repeating it like like word for word and claiming that it was his i believe it i believe it I yeah. It. yeah, yeah, it's nuts. They all do that shit. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the Alex Jones thing from a, a long time ago, where he snuck into snuck into Bilderberg. No, <laughs> yeah. he did what now? He this is when he was like really young. Like nowadays, all cameras and stuff, something like this couldn't happen. And some people think it might not have been like a legit thing. He might have had some help, but he does this video where he's somebody like kind of takes him through the to this backwoods area where he can sneak into this Bilderberg. I think it was a Bilderberg conference where all these elites are there and yeah. they're, they're doing these like weird seances or something. They have this big owl right. and they're uh-huh. lighting shit on fire. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I heard about yeah. these things. Yeah. What, what what are they worshiping though? Because I I remember there's a like the skulls and bones or whatever. There's like a video of like supposedly like bill clinton and all these people like yeah. in robes and yeah. you know they're doing all these rituals like what who, are, who the fuck are they worshiping like, i don't know dude some people think they're worshiping satan uh, some people think they're uh i don't know if they're going to be worshiping the ai god like transhumanism and, and life extension stuff is a, mm-hmm. a, a goal that a lot of them have which uh, obviously every human wants to extend their life so that would yeah, yeah. make perfect sense but I, I don't know what it is that they worship i just think their parties are probably weird i think yeah. that movie that tom cruise was in eyes wide shut is probably a lot of truth in some of those weird sex orgy scenes if i had to guess mm. yeah yeah what do you think about that movie ridgeway is that your favorite movie I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. You haven't seen, seen Eyes Wide Shut? No, I don't think yeah. I've seen it either. Now that I think about it, think I've, yeah, I've it's like it. it's really long. But there's there's these. It's uh the same guy. It, the guy who did the. I was gonna say the guy who did the moon landing, but <laughs> the guy they say faked the moon landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the one that did that movie. I think it gotcha. was one of the last ones before he died. Aronofsky. No, uh, Hubert, Hubert, somebody in the chats will know what that is. 
Um, yeah, Stanley uh, Kubrick, that guy. Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Ah. Yeah, he, so he did it. And uh, a lot of people think that he was kind of like a, a voice for uh, they, so to speak. And in the movie, there's just like these like Tom Cruise just goes to these weird sex orgy parties. He walks in. Everybody's wearing these creepy ass masks and they're just banging each other like in groups of people. Right. And so you think about that. And then just a couple of days ago, I don't know if you guys heard the story a few weeks ago about that. Was he a cash app guy? He's one of those tech billionaires who yeah. died recently. Mm-hmm. He got out of a car, I think, yeah. in San Francisco, and he was like stabbed and he died. And he was only like 39 or 40 years old or something like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they ended up like arresting another uh, tech billionaire or something or, or a millionaire. And, and the story is yeah. like, I don't know all the details of the story that well, but he apparently was attending one of these sex orgy parties uh-huh. uh, with the guy's sister just prior to that, that led up to the killing. And I'm like, eyes wide shut, man. Wow. <laughs> I believe it, though. I keep hearing about these crazy stories through other friends in the in the entertainment industry. Dude, I don't even know. Like, it, it would just be weird, I think. Going, I just don't think yeah. I could walk into a room of, like, 75 people all banging each other in, in, right. in groups and just get really excited about it. I, <laughs> or be the guy that's banging somebody like what's your limit like 50 uh, like, what do you do? yeah well yeah it stops at, at 38 or so then I, yeah, after that i'm done so you guys know so arnold arnold, arnold schwarzenegger um mm-hmm. he if you there's like these lists going around the internet it, it'll be like 10 times Arnold Schwarzenegger was the worst person on the planet. And and it's just quotes of him doing interviews when he was yeah. younger and he was a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. I've seen these. I've yeah, seen these. Yeah. He, was, and he's he like, was a playboy too. Like, I've seen a lot of pictures of him, like, hanging out yeah. with, like, these hot women. And, yeah, he's like, jacked, women. man. The Terminator. Yeah. And he'd be like, I, I, was, I was in the bathroom of the Gold's Gym waiting in line to gangbang. And, and then he's, he starts, it's just, he just goes into detail description right. of all the other guys in line and, and what they're doing. And I'm just like, man, this guy was the governor of, of California. And he is actually, he will come out every now and then and make statements to where he's like, uh, Trump is a Nazi. Like his dad, Schwarzenegger's dad was like literally a Nazi. And he, he like calls other people Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It that is so true. That is so true. Right. Yeah. Right. A couple uh, comments in the chats here. We have from uh, Very Safe US Bio Labs. TikTokers laying down, down in traffic. Yeah, that's, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did that one. And then we have, mo- he says, most of us were dumb in our youth. Yeah, uh, Very US Bio Labs, which I could not agree with more. I think when we're like 18 to like 24, 25, we, we are at a point where we are the dumbest that we're ever going to be while at the same time thinking that we are the smartest that we're ever going to be. Like, like it's just the worst combination. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's, that's deep, Brad. You should Thank, thanks, like, write that, that like trademark. Yeah. That's, that's really deep, man. Put that in it, it's, it's so true. It's so true, man. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's why they like want, fucking young people to vote that's why they're also like let's lower the voting yeah. age to three <laughs> and that's the thing like everybody thinks they're right that's the, and and the, everybody knows they're right like there's no budging right till they're fucking wrong but, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but you know what i mean I, I think i don't know if it's like too much information now because we have the internet like you can yeah. search anything right and yeah right right you get like you could get like six different answers like uh, i was you reading can find your, anything yeah, yeah. Google, Google Bing, actually, Bard. 
change changes the the results back to you based on who you are or based on your interests totally. or whatever. Like that's it's weird, man. They'll personalize game, it to yeah. fit your your confirmation bias. So like that's that's exactly. why the AI skin exactly. is sheer, is scary. Is uh you don't even have to go they're like selling it on like uh are you tired of clicking through all those links and deciding for yourself which ones to believe? Google Bard and Bing AI will just tell you the answer and it'll be personalized yeah. to your and they have all this data they collect and yeah. stuff. I mean, have y'all played like, that shit? Instantaneous. I well, I have not yet. I need to. I need to. I have not. But uh, yeah, I just try to get it to talk dirty to me. Is usually what I. <laughs> sometimes it does. Like even accidentally, it does. Sometimes I was I was telling I was just telling Google Bard. I was like I was trying to get it to say swear words the other day, and I was just like, uh -huh. "Come on, just talk dirty with me a little bit." And I had like yeah. a sexual intent was not in my mind. But it was in the mind of Google Bard because it responded by saying, uh, I am not programmed to, uh, to talk dirty with you, but here are possibly some examples of how you can talk dirty to people. And then, it's, then it goes into detail uh, of how to talk dirty to uh, a partner in the bedroom. And I'm like, that's more than I asked for, Google Bard. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. Be more yeah, specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so, weird because uh, that one will be more specific. There's somebody was telling me the other day, like, uh, you know, with the whole writer – uh, people told us, right? The whole writer yeah. strike, like Chat Chat GBT is going to be the new writers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey Ninesat, I think I'm saying his name right. He's on. He's like a YouTuber. So he he asked Chat GBT to write him a script for one of his video. Uh, yeah, and he actually used that script, and it sucked. It fucking it's terrible, sucked, man. man. It's terrible. It's, it's like they're all bad. Yeah, I think it's like the writers seem to want to. They don't, they don't want credit to be given to any AI, which like, it's so bad. It's all so bad. I've tried some of that too. Yeah. And, but they, but they do want to have the, ha, allow it to be open for them to have AI do their job for them. If it gets better, that seems to kind of be the terms and conditions of, it. they still want to want to get the credit, but like, so like this stuff is just like, they propagate this stuff as though it's like new and, and scary, but I think they're only doing that because they, they're trying to force it on people and they're trying to kind of control the, the, the laws basically worldwide around AI. And they have to scare people into thinking it's going to take their job and destroy humanity. Mm -hmm. If the regulation is not put into place first, because I used to play these, like, hey, I can show oh, you yeah. guys one of them, man. Th these Netflix videos of, um, Netflix used to put out, like, uh, a comedy movie written by AI. It's like a three-minute movie. Uh, and they have, uh, have rom-coms, they have horror movies, they have comedy. And they're all absolutely terrible. Yeah, this was, like, a couple years ago. But they're, oh, like, the stuff they do now, better. yeah, it's not even better. Um, while I look for that, I'm going to give you, I'm going to show you guys something. People who listen to the show yeah. have seen this, but I want to, I did want to see how you guys reacted to this All campaign right. ad. This is the absurdity of where the, this was the first campaign ad that Trump released. He didn't release it, but a super PAC or something released it about, <laughs> about Ron DeSantis. And this is just, this is my favorite and it's only going to get more extreme from here. Check this out. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Are you Social Security, right now? 
That's a real app. Even raising our retirement age. <laughs> Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh. Oh, oh my. Make America great again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Man, if that was the first was, ad. If you would have told me that was an SNL sketch, I would have believed you. Like, that's just, oh wow. That's Dude, just, that's better than most SNL sketches. <laughs> Oh, the, the, my favorite part is the 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 sound of pudding slapping up against the wall, the splat. <laughs> I saw the pudding signal. I said immediately, like, what the fuck? Is that this? was disturbing, man. Like that's, <laughs> and it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna get tamer with your ads from there. You're only right. going to get yeah. more extreme. Yeah, from that. Yeah. So that's why it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, here is. I'll, I'll, I've shown this one, but I'll, I'll show you guys like a couple of clips. A couple of clips from this is uh, it's called Mr. Puzzles Wants You to Be Less Alive. It's the first horror movie written entirely by bots, according to Netflix. It's on their uh -huh. YouTube page. And so you guys haven't seen any of these things? I, I have not. No. Mm. They're so bad, but they're also really funny because of how bad they are. I mean, that's the value that I get out of the AI stuff is how like awkward and weird it is. All right. Look at that. Mr. Puzzles. <laughs> We see a woman that has outer beauty and inner blood. She dangles over a vat of chair saws. The furniture Payne sits on. This is not a normal Halloween for her. What is occurring? Where am I? I should be at sexy summer camp. A puppet with a mask made in hell or Texas rides a mean unicycle with three wheels. Hello, Jennifer. I am Mr. Puzzles. Do you want to be a gamer? No, not that. How you know my name? You have a body. Jennifer's always have bodies. You are slowly dropping into chair saws. This is a puzzle. Antidote to chair saws is in front of you. <laughs> Foolish. Antidote is a ghost. Has been dead for 100 years. Murdered by a <laughs> poltergeist. shaw. You failed puzzle number one. Consequences. Mr. Puzzles stabs a consequences button. A wall dies revealing tied up man. Wow. A cannon full of sharp roller blades aims at him. No, that is my co-worker. We work together some days. Let him go. Do not kill me, please. I have several families. I am a co-worker. Life is not earned by begging. Life is earned through doing puzzles. Jenny Fear, puzzle number two. <laughs> Which house turns into hostel on a fully moon? I don't know houses. I am a virgin. My dad will pay you to not kill me. My mom might not. That is wrong house. Consequences. Mr. Puzzles stabs a consequences <laughs> button. God will be my co-worker now? Yeah. Jennifer is sprayed with red co-worker juice. The detective stumbles through the ceiling. He's drunk and haunted by sobriety. Oh my god. My wife is dead. I will save you. The detective trips because he is mostly whiskey. He hits a lever. It was a boobly trap. A whale falls on him. He failed the whale puzzle. All do. Why do you do what you do to me? You don't remembers. Puzzle number three. What did you did last summer? Gosh, do I enjoy driving while under the influence of underage drugs. Oh no, a child made of corn. Oh no, an afraidy cougar. Oh no, a man named Jason. Oh no, a vampire doing an interview. <laughs> there was no way to prevent this. This is actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it. I did this. normal I, summer I activities. Say, Puzzle <laughs> failed. Hope you have coupon <laughs> for coffin. I am Mr. Puzzle stabs a consequences <laughs> button. Wait, stop. 
I have puzzle for you. This never happens to Mr. Puzzles. My anger is purged. My own puzzle is all I ever wanted. Mr. Puzzles. Here is some bull. Damn, my aim is alcohol. How? <laughs> whale fall on you. He's no whale. He's an underwater cop. Ow, the twist. Underwater <laughs> Whale arrest chair saws. Sorry your coworker died. It is okay. It is large company. You are good at games, but how are you at sport? This last puzzle number four. <laughs> we are tied to bowling pins, and here comes a bowling knife. <laughs> Do not worry. I called for this backup. Hundreds of whales crash into building. It crumbles into scary dust. They think they'd be safe. Mr. Puzzles is not here. He must be forever dead and gone. Nice. I need relaxation. A text. But who knows I have phone. You failed puzzle number five chair puzzle. <laughs> Jennifer screams the scream of many sequels. The scream is me fucking sequels. There it was. That was uh That was actually Mr. Puzzles. Some weird stuff here. Well, there, should be less alive. Creepy. I think my favorite line was I hope you have a, a coupon for a coffin. I think that could be put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one guy was like, I have many families. I cannot die or whatever. But many yeah, I love that the, the whales were undercover cops. And they came I know. That I was, was, a, I that was can, a great twist. Yeah. It's like, I can see where it can be used to generate ideas, but I don't think, and it is a little better than that, but not much better than that right now. I don't think it's taking anybody's job. What, what I do think, though, is that if the writers would write anything other than just bad sequels of things that already exist then they wouldn't have mm -hmm. to worry about AI taking their jobs because that's probably one of the only things that it could do. It's just re yeah. re rebooted sequels. Well, that, it's and it's just all like original IPs. Like they're just rehashing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, they keep honestly, rebooting everything. you know, like they'll do the same thing, but I guess, you know, talking about like Gen Z too, it's like the, the, the colloquialism and the speak it's like i don't i don't know how to describe it and it's like they'll be like somebody in the i don't know like a marvel movie or something and they're like yeah no cap it be like or something like you know and like yeah. they'll have like a character say that and you're like what, what? like i don't know it's just so yeah I said they're speaking jive on the Avengers. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's kind of like, you know, that that's uh you never heard yeah, of kids. Yeah. They go, it'd be like, and then it's just hey, like you guys know Justin Miles, right? You remember Justin Miles, the actor? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's around Atlanta. He used to do improv with us a little bit. He was in the final episode of She-Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk. Yeah. So She-Hulk, yeah. it's you know, its main marketing was that it's going to trigger people on the right side of the aisle. So it, like, it's, it tried to troll them. It did a successful job of that. And yeah. the final episode, he, she breaks the fourth wall and she like goes out into the Netflix menu and then like yeah. walks into the studios and to speak to, I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it, but the creator of it, I need to speak to so-and-so. Of course, he's like a robot. But 
okay. while she's trying to find him, she burst into this writer's room of people. And there's all these writers in there. And there's Justin Miles. He's playing one of the writers. He did a good job. Yeah. I thought it was really funny because I watched this video that was given commentary called Emergency Awesome. It's like a Emergency Awesome. And yeah. Did you see this? I saw the same video. I was like, guy, you're full of shit. That guy. Yeah, I know. That's, I told Josh too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I no longer trust this guy because yeah. he's full of it. So he starts going, oh, these are actually all the writers. These are the real She-Hulk yep. writers here in this room. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, they aren't. That's Justin. That's an actor. I know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like, those are all the real writers. Every single one of them. And this, right. he's, he started like calling people by name. And I'm like, you're right, so full of shit. Like, dude, I, had, so, I know that guy. I did it tr- Yeah, dude, I've trusted that channel for years until Me that too. moment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was, what is his name? I forget his name. The guy, the emergency Charlie. Guy. I think Charlie's his Charlie, name. Charlie, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking about like, I was thinking about like weird or just interesting things that um, had happened on, on like movie sets or, or film stuff. Uh, the other day, because I, I was trying to, I was trying to just come up with some stories that I can use a, as the basis or premise for parodies and stuff like that. And uh, if you, I, I want to hear like if you guys are, have any ideas that spark from this, because I know you guys got a lot of them too. Like TJ, I know that you worked with a guy who is President Logan in Twenty Four. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, like my, my um the first like perfect like like professional gig really that I, I booked. Uh, through auditioning that was like a legit gig, had my own room and stuff, PA and all of his awesome. It was uh, in Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns. Oh, and, was it really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know I'd heard, you know, the the myth about Tyler Perry, the various things about him. I didn't know anything about him other than what people have told me. And I show up to the studio that day. And at the time it was the the not the studio he's in now, but it was the it was a new studio, the previous yeah. one. And I get up there. I got there early because I didn't want to be late to my, my first real gig. And I, I stood outside for a long time, almost making myself late because there was a, 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 a like a motto that was like printed on the top of the building above the entrance that right. it perplexed me that to this day, I, I still can't wrap my head around and figure out what it means. Like I, like I have dreams about this, unaware. Like I can't figure it out. It said up there, it said – Tyler Perry Studios, where even dreams believe. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> what? I, I didn't think about it. Like, I started to walk past it. Then I said, wait a minute. What did that say? A step yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. We're even – what does that mean? We're even dream. What dreams? Whose dreams? What do they believe? Beliefs, you know, those propel action. Am I going to walk into a bunch of somebody's dreams in this, this Tyler Perry studio <laughs> taking weird – Yeah, and – because it's right there in, the, in the, like the water fountain, right? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It says, and it says it like real big. Yeah, when I, I never understood what the fuck that meant. I don't know I what really the know. fuck that means, dude. I have no idea. I feel like he was like messing with people or something. But then I go, then I go in, and it's cool. They take you to your room, and you have your PA. And so you interact with all these people who know how things work there, right? And so yeah. then I go out onto the set, and it was they. I think we did. Uh, you did the table read and then you do a couple rehearsals and then you record it live in front of a studio audience. And so I walk in to the table, everybody's sitting around the table. First time that I've done this and I see everybody sitting around and I see an open chair and I just go over and I sit down in an open chair (laughs) and the open chair is next to the main character, the meet the Brown. He's a super nice guy, but the big guy who's the main character. I sit down (laughs) and he leans over to me and he goes, Hey man, I don't think you should be sitting there. And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, that's where Tyler sits. And I'm like, 
I did. I, I mean, I interacted with a security guard, a, a PA, a, a, somebody who let me in in the entrance who I actually knew because he was a, a mm-hmm. student, fi- uh, you know, film film student who I was right. in one of his shorts. Nobody told me that there was like a seating arrangement that I that they're just going to let me walk yeah, yeah. in and sit in Tyler Perry's seat. So now I'm panicking, you know, because I'm looking around and and there's nowhere else to sit. What right. am I supposed to get on the floor here? And so before I could do anything, like the doors open. Oh wow! <laughs> and everybody else at the table stands and starts applauding because Tyler Perry had walked in and I guess he's a bride walking to get married. Everybody (laughs) stood like that and they're giving him a round of applause. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we clapping right now? And why didn't anybody tell me that this is, these were the, like I look like the biggest and and it sucked because the, the first place he was looking was at me because I was in his seat and I'm only there. You were still at the seat. I I, I stayed in his seat, man. And, he was super nice about it. He wasn't a dick, even though the okay. other guy made me think he was going to be. Okay. And I do wonder, though, like, they, they should really tell people about the ritual of clapping and standing when he enters the room. Unless it's like he saved a baby from a fire the night before. And they're all like, yeah, great job with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never, like, really, like, I've, I think I met him once or twice. But I, I heard stories. Like, I, there was, I did one job for Tyler Perry. And I didn't even do the job. Like, I, I booked the job. Went on set, went to hair and makeup, went in my trailer, waiting to like be called on set, waited like 14 hours. And then they were like, oh, never mind. We don't need you. So thanks. But like throughout the whole day, I keep hearing these stories. Like you can only call him Mr. Perry. You can't call him Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, I don't know if these things are true or not, but like for somebody who was broke and lived in a car, if that's true, like if he's asking people to do these, those kind of things. Totally. So yeah, I wonder the day that the, uh, you have to stand and applaud when he enters the room, the day that happened and the circumstances leading up to it. Like, was it something that somebody, somebody else was like, I think we should stand and applaud when he comes in because it would make him feel better and give him confidence. That's that's cool. That's true. Yeah, that would be cool. Or was it like, a breaking point where he was like, you motherfuckers aren't listening anymore. From here on out, you stand and applaud. Your ass is out of here. Yeah. He was super cool to me during, when we were recording the guy who I played a fraternity brother who, uh, we, I, I have a, I have to like break in and steal something from them to get into the fraternity. And yeah, we yeah. live next door to the fraternity house and I get caught. And so they make me do, Mr. Brown makes me do chores and clean around the house the whole time. And then at the end of the epi- episode, it's kind of implied that I get sexually assaulted by the old aunt lady and like I run out screaming. Mm-hmm. But the guy who played my fraternity brother was like so fucking nervous. He was shaking. Like he could not function before oh, wow. we were about to start. Oh, and Tyler Perry came over to him and, yeah. and man, he was so cool to him. Like it was, really? so people yeah. do have a lot. Yeah. A lot of things they say about Tyler Perry and I've heard the miss too, yeah. but my experience right there, I'm like, that's, he's okay with me. That's good to know. That's good to yeah. know. All right. Yeah. yeah. That, the guy did a great job. From the stories I heard, I was like, oh man, I hope that's not true. But yeah, that's good. That's, that's good that you had a positive experience. I did. I had a really positive experience. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about president Logan. I've heard the story, I think secondhand. Uh, what story did you hear? Something about he was, you met him on set and he was telling you about how people fucking shout at him all the time. President Logan on the show 24 yeah, is yeah. like the villain and he's the best character in my opinion. And that I don't know great. his name. You yeah, worked yeah. with him. I did work with him. I can't remember his name now. Cool guy. Very cool guy. Um, Looks like Adam Schiff, the politician. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a super nice guy. Super nice guy. The director in that movie though, didn't like him very much for whatever reason. 
the changeup. He just gave him a hard time. It seemed, it seemed like. Really? Yeah, he just gave him a hard time. I don't know why. I thought he was thought he was cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so like, and he people would yell at him because they thought he was President Logan when they saw him down the street and shit. That's what no. Josh told me anyway. I don't know if that's true or not. Josh said that people would like yell at him because they saw him as President Logan. Oh, really? Yeah. No, maybe, I, mean, maybe, maybe he made I, it I don't up. know. Like, I didn't have that experience with him. I don't know. I saw the, I saw this guy named, uh, if you guys ever watched Prison Break, uh, there's this uh, child molester named T-Bag that was on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> when I lived in Chicago, that's uh-huh. where they filmed it. I used to walk by this Starbucks to go down to Second City and yeah. – uh, there were teabag. The guy who played teabag would sit in that uh, Starbucks and he would uh, just read the newspaper. And every morning I walked by, I, I'd just be like, that fucking child molester. Just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> but he did such a good job that you believe. Yeah, no, he's so great at it. Then exactly. What can you do? That's the greatest so, compliment, right? For an actor, I would think. Totally. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Uh, same for, uh, so the guy that plays President Logan, if he got the same thing, that's a, that's a compliment, right? But Yeah, dude. So I imagine good. it's probably difficult to break out of some of those like stereotypes once people. Yeah. Know. Like I wouldn't want to be that. I wouldn't want to be known for one, one character. What's your favorite role you've ever played? Uh, man, there's many. Cubs is probably one of my favorites. So I'm a large. Is that the guitar player? No, uh, that's Who Do You Love. That's the first movie I did. Oh, Cubs from uh, Malarkey. That's right. From Malarkey. Yeah. Cubs yeah, yeah, from Malarkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. The Who Do You Love one was cool too because it's played this drunk character, this drunk musician, which I don't typically play. So that was fun to do, but yeah, no, definitely Cubs. Cubs is the fun. He, he was a fun. Was yeah. Fun. You guys should check out Malarkey. Is it online? Is it on YouTube or is the website? Yeah. I think it's somewhere. I'm, I'm sure we'll find it. It's somewhere on the, within you guys the did like web. 10 episodes, right? We did like five. Yeah. Five, five episodes. episodes. Yeah. What about you, Ridgeway? What's the favorite, your favorite role you've ever played? Oh my God. Was it the uh, did you play like a bird in a Georgia Lottery commercial or something? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't I know what it I don't is. I know what's my favorite role you played. That we just talked that? about it. We talked about it last night. The commercial that you did. Oh, uh, the intern for the boner oh, pill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the boner pill commercial. Yeah, the boner pill. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always hard is it? Or what was the name of that? What's the name of the pill? <laughs> it's called Rock Hard Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when uh, what's the character in Friends got the? Uh, it's not quite as bad as he had like a herpes commercial he did or something like that. Oh, Joey, Joey, yeah, Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's I got offered. That's great, dude. So you booked. So your agent booked that. That was like an independent thing. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I got cat. I got offered a role in this like digital, like uh, how to give a, a blowjob video series once through through an agent. They offered it to me, and, and like it, they what it is is they have the two characters, and you the the guy and and the woman they go right up to that moment, and then it it turns into animation. So they animate you, and they show your animations doing fellatio. Is what they do. I did not accept it. But um, it was like a paid like twelve hundred dollars or something like that, and um, oh wow, it was like a porno basically. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve hundred dollars? <laughs> no, dude, it's hard. <laughs> I needed that twelve hundred dollars too, yeah. and I was like, man, I can't do this. I can't have my animated self be, you know, doing porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you would be known for that. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, dude, that's crazy. 
Um, all right, guys. Well, what do you guys, anything you want to promote or you want to tell everybody about? Uh, yeah, you guys yeah. should check out their work. These guys both do fantastic work. I'm not sure. There's, I do have a thing coming up in November. I'm not sure if I can talk about it, but I'll tell you what. Once I can, I'll come back. And- okay, cool. Definitely. Yeah. And, and you always welcome open invite to the show. You can come co host TJ if you ever have a, uh, you know, you, you want to just talk about how everything you see in the news is bullshit or whatever, and you want to vent, then that's what we do on the show. Yeah. And uh, say, same for you, Ridgeway. You've been on. I'm going to continue to have you guys on. Um, I like having my friends on. Because it's just good to see you guys. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Friends. Yeah, yeah. All right. Happy birthday to both of you, by the way. You guys oh, thank you. Appreciate yesterday. that. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, for watching on Rockfin and on YouTube. Had a good little crowd there. Great comments. And you guys can check out the website, propagandafight.com, if you want to get access to all of the shows. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash report, where you will get the extra content that um, I put up, as well as uh, the Drive Time News Blast ad-free. I remove the ads for subscribers, put it into a RSS feed, which is in Patreon, which you can pop in to any podcast player you listen to. YouTube.com slash Brad Binkley, where you can go watch me very briefly before my videos get strikes and taken down, which typically happens. And I think that's that's it for now. At Freedom Max Radio on Twitter. Well, TJ, do you do Twitter? I know you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter, at TJ Hassan. So it's T-J-H-A-S-S-A-N. Yeah, my name is right there. People can see it. Ridgeway, you on Twitter? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, Ridgeway, if you're not on Twitter, what you do on Twitter is you get up in the morning and you're like, what am I going to get mad about today? Let me go pick a fight with somebody I don't know. That's how Twitter works. I and just uh, do that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a you have a great audience, man. Like totally for the birthday yeah. love people. Yeah, yeah. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good people. Thank you guys again, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. You as well, man. All right.